Amy, sorry, we must have had a glitch there. You may go ahead and proceed with the tax rate. Oh, I'm sorry, I was frozen. Okay, so the document that I provided um, late last week, I think, has three options for the tax rate. The first option um, was what was presented at the last board meeting um, with a slight adjustment because the minor capital improvement funds were reduced in the um, FY 2021 bond bill. Um, so that reduced the minor cap rate a little bit. So that results in a 5.93 cent increase, which is approximately $13.49 to the average taxpayer. Um, I provided some additional information as regards to the tax or the expense increases for that. And then the other options were basically to keep the rate what it was last year, add the 3.34 cents um, that we projected for the capital, major capital improvement referendum, um, and then allocate the funds accordingly um, so that tuition is getting, you know, a slight increase. Um, so to make up for that difference, which we're projecting to be about $425,000 um, based on the estimates, um, we could either use our reserves to make up that difference if we need to, or we could reduce the discretionary expenditure budgets to make up that difference. Does anyone have any questions or would like further explanation? Tammy, I just, along the way, whatever option, two concerns I got, I have. One is, I think going into the new year that we need to uh, maybe send this out earlier so that you have time to look at it and question it before it comes before board meeting for a, a vote that night. But my second thing is on there is my concern is for the public, if we reduced our uh, taxes and then passed a referendum and now we're increasing it and in the emails, everything says this is an estimate that it's going to be a, a million dollars. This is an estimate. I'm, I'm, I'm a little concerned about that and I'm more concerned that if we were to, if we were to vote on it and say yes, and then it comes in less, where does that money go? Um, to address your first concern, I have had the same thought and what my plan is for next year is around March timeframe um, to start looking at the expenditures through the year, project that out through the end of the year and see what it's looking like so we can have these conversations earlier um, and then, you know, flush out any questions or concerns and make any adjustments that are necessary. So I'm absolutely on board with that. Um, as far as the estimates, um, the problem is with the tuition bills, and in one of the emails I showed you how they fluctuate each year, we will get tuition bills for the programs outside of the district that our children attend, like the Sussex Consortium, the Delaware School for the Deaf, in the fall. And it's for the previous school year's expenses. Um, so from what I've seen, as far as the fluctuations and everything, it's just we have to use the data that we have to estimate what it's going to be. And it looks like typically the prior year expenditures was used to estimate the next year's cost. 
Um, so unfortunately, we just have the best information we have at this time, um, much like you know any other budget, I guess. Um, and so we just, you know, for the tuition, Judy and I sat sat down and talked about, you know, what do we expect as far as sending kids here, there, or you know, what are we thinking about the ILCs, and you know, where where are those going to be next year? And so unfortunately, it's just an estimate. If we were to have um, a surplus in that account at this time next year, then we could reduce the rate um, based on you know, the next year's expenses. So I think it just fluctuates. Um, it looks like it's gone down in the past few years. At one point, I think it was higher than, what, than the 51 cents that I'm recommending. Um, so I know it's not a great explanation, but unfortunately, I think it's just the nature of the beast. So before okay. we go any further, I think there needs to be clarification why this is even being discussed. We had a vote on this already. My understanding is this, this can only be a topic brought up if one of the prevailing uh, votes chooses to change their vote and want to bring it back up to be an agenda topic. That's not been done yet. Mr. Fritz, I contacted our council today in reference to that. Uh, his direction was that since it was a 5-5 vote, it's essentially no action done, and we were able to bring it back up, especially in light of the fact of it's time sensitive and we need to bring the, uh, the tax rate forward for a vote by the deadline. So he said he said we were we were fine to move forward with that. All right, Tammy, where are we right now with money in the tuition account? Do we have leftovers or are we showing a negative? Uh, let's see. There is currently a balance in the account, in the main tuition account, that does not include the ILCs. I'd have to add these up really quickly, but there's 600,000 in there. Um, I have concerns about making it through the summer with payroll and such things, but um, that's not uncommon sometimes with waiting for the October tax receipts to come in. Um, so when I had looked maybe a month ago, we were sitting lower than we were at this time last year. And I think that's directly attributable to the NS tuition bill being more expensive um, than in prior years. They say that I missed one sentence there. You said it, it's more or less than normal. I apologize. That's okay. It's less than normal. We're sitting at a lower balance than we were at the same time last year. So we would anticipate that a lot of that money will disappear by September whenever we theoretically start back up again. Correct. And then we'll, you know, we'll do some transfers to keep to, you know, borrow from another local appropriation to get through. And then when the tax receipts come in, um, pay that back. That's not uncommon. All right. You did send out a lot of information um, in terms of what you anticipated the cost would be. And from the looks of it, uh, we do have certainly more increased costs coming, okay, one way or the other. If we were to simply leave our tuition rate where it is now, 
and say, we're not going to do this because a lot of our problems are due to what the government is doing, not what we're doing. And they should, by rights, be making all this whole for us, which we know isn't going to happen. Okay, any monies that we did need to make everything else work, where would they come from? The options at this time are to use the, the reserves that we built up um, to help fund that, or I think cutting some of the discretionary budgets um, and the local fund side of those to make up for expenses. Because either way, we have to pay these bills. So we've got to use some local funds, whether it's coming out of current expense or tuition, um, to make up the deficit. And I'm, I'm very proud of the taxpayers, the property owners. When we have our backs against the wall, they come through and they approve these referendums. So far over the past three, four years, we've been able to build up approximately a $12 million reserve extra funds. This past year, you have the numbers, I don't, we've increase the reserves 1.3 1.5 million so we have an additional over a million dollars so because we're a little shortfall in the tuition i feel prudent to use the extra funds that we're collecting from the taxpayers instead of having them approve the referendum jack up their property taxes and also raise the tuition bill on them as well when we have over a million dollars we're putting in the reserve funds year after year after year after year. And Tammy and I, I, I agree with what you're saying, Mr. Veden, and Tammy and I, um, we, we kind of went back to the drawing board. Um, I think that some kudos goes to Tammy for looking at things and teaching me things and all of us in ways that we've never looked at things before on the financial end, at least I speak for myself. Um, we do feel like because of the virtual um, end of the year and the potential that we won't be back full in the summer, that we could cut some of the discretionary funds of the building level ILCs and they would not really feel the impact. Um, because we did have some time out. So we do feel like that is a, that is an option that would then maybe lessen what we were dipping into reserves for if that's the way the board decides to go, that it would almost be two, a two-prong approach to, to keep it there. Does that make sense? It, it does make sense. And I'm not questioning the costs at, at, at all. The services need rendered. You guys do a beautiful, wonderful job. I'm just thinking we have extra money elsewhere, plenty of extra money elsewhere. Why not use that instead of going back to the property owner saying we're gonna raise rates again? Why don't we wait to raise rates when our backs are against the wall? We depend on them for another referendum. We have over 12 million, we're adding 1.3 million additional year after year we have the funds, so why ask the property owners to pay more when we have that? Not not saying cut services at all. I, I know they're they're due. I, I know they're expected. I know we have to do that. No problem at all with that. We have the extra funds. Why not use the extra funds instead of asking the property owners to pay for it when they agreed 
to pass the referendum. I, I'm grateful for them agreeing to that. Right, and I totally understand the position and, and the optics of it all. And, you know, I think a lofty goal is to have 10% of your budget in reserves. And I think we can, you know, get there. And I hate to dip into them, but I totally see your point with that. And that's a viable option. Um, so if that's what, you know, we choose to do, that, that's totally feasible. It, it's unfortunate right now there's so many variables and so many unknowns and we don't know when school is going to resume and what effect that's going to be on compensatory services or if it does resume what effect that's going to be on cleaning supplies and you know all of the barriers and things that go on with that no understood but you're asking for just roughly four hundred twenty-five thousand. Right. I I'm making these numbers up. I don't have the exact, we put maybe 1.3 million extra right. this year. Mm -hmm. I'm looking around the county. Construction has not slowed down. I can predict another million dollars extra next year on top of this 1.3 million we put in this year. So we're, we're getting a million dollars every year extra on top of the million dollars last year. I until that slows down, I don't have any concerns. With, with the budget. I, my question I would like, which I'm unclear on, the increased costs, are they due mainly to making up services that were not rendered for the remainder of the 2020 school year due to pandemic response? or is it due to the rising costs of what the services cost themselves, or is it because of an increase in the number of students? So it's, it's a compounding issue. So there's a, there's a three-prong approach. The first part is, is that the first expense is because Howard, the services needed at Howard TNS for autism population has exploded off the charts. Um, we used to provide services for kids. Autism is a birth mandate, so they get services from birth to 21. We used to provide services for about 12 or 13 kids, K or birth to fifth grade. That number has, it's increased steadily, but last year it doubled in the middle of the year. So to stay compliant with ratios, when you have the babies, I'll call them the babies, the two, three, four-year-olds, the ratios that the state mandates is one staff to two students uh, uh, for the complex special ed students. So the number of staff increased dramatically in our autism programming. We've tried to keep our own kids so that we're not paying the consortium. You can see we still have kids in the consortium but we've really tried to build up our own autism programming as well. So we're not outsourcing when we, we are going to um, attempt to get Delaware autism program certified. Um, so that is one of the issues. The other issues is the special ed department um, since Jay became part of this has really worked hard to increase the level of services that we're providing to kids, make our IEPs compliant. And in doing that, there's, it's definitely an increased level of service. We are now providing best practice level of service with 
with changes in leadership through the years, you can definitely see the effect of that. Now it's taken a few years to see the effect, but you definitely can see the effect of that. The third one and the unknown one is definitely the due to the pandemic. Um, and it's not something that we can really pre predict. It is a true estimate. And Tammy and I have had many conversations about it. We feel like it's a conservative estimate, but to Mr. Peden's point, we went back after the last board meeting. Tammy said the same exact thing. We should have told them earlier. We surprised them. We will do that better next time. We blew that. That's, we, will, we will take ownership for that. And we do feel like it is definitely viable to decrease some of the discretionary funds in the building's ILCs. They get huge budgets. And I think they would all be willing to tighten their belts a little. I, I don't foresee that being an issue. And then whatever's left over, dip into the reserves. So it's kind of a blended option two and three or B and C. I don't know how we labeled them. And that, that, that's a great idea and suggestion, but I don't want to cut your department short. The special ed is a, a very key, important factor, and we want to make sure all services are rendered. I'm not complaining about cost. I'm just complaining where we're getting the funds from. Yeah, I, I actually tend to agree with you in the sense that Tammy and I knew our first estimate, <laughs> we did a lot of work. The first estimate we put through to Mark, I thought for sure that it was like one of the things that caused him to think about retiring. Um, so we have really worked on this and we do not think it will, we think we can tighten some belts and it will not, we will not, the district is committed. We're not going to let it dip into services. I mean, if that means that, you know, there are plenty of us on this team who can be creative and think outside the box. We have amazing staff. So we definitely think it's a viable option. In this case, the viable option is to leave the tax rate where it was and take the money from the other sources you just talked about, correct? Yeah, if we leave the tax rate where it is, tighten the discretionary budget and then dip into reserves for the remaining balance, which we can hopefully minimize. To right, clarify, leave it where it was plus the increase from the referendum. Okay. Um, so for this year, we would be able to slog it out and make things happen. But I think one way or the other, because of the extra people and everybody coming in at some point, we would have to um, raise the taxes regardless. Okay, this year, again, the optics of it are somewhat bad. I think Mr. Peden gave an excellent explanation of the breakdown and where the money comes from. Thank you, sir, for that. Um, the, the optics of raising the taxes, though, especially at the time that we have now, are not so terribly good. And I mean, I voted for this last time thinking that that was the only way we had around it. But my own thinking right now is more along the lines of using what we have, making it work, and then if we have to go back next year, then I, I think it would be a, a, an easier sell possibly uh, to, to the public. And there's going to be a lot of public reaction to whatever we do, especially right. if the kids don't come back. And well, to and your point, sorry, to your point, Dr. Hattier, next year we will know, we will have borrowed our first bond issuance for the construction okay. and we will know what the interest rate looks like. So we may, the, the tax rates that we predicted very well may be lower for the major cap. So an increase on the tuition side may not have a, as great of an impact. 
Got it. Yeah, and full, full disclosure, Tammy and I are in our first year of doing this together and really looking at it. Um, Tammy is teaching me to look at things through an auditor's um, perspective, which is brand new. And so we will also have a better idea this time next year of where okay, we stand ask, and the deficit. Are you comfortable with leaving the rate where it was and making it this way? I think we can make it work. We'll do whatever we need to do to make it work. So Tammy, I have a question if you could explain, please. Sure. Um, you mentioned that there is, what did you say, uh, three, would you say three point or three three point three four or cents? Correct. From the referendum. Correct. You got to clarify for that because the referendum only had to do with capital expense. I mean, uh, yeah. Correct. So that was in that's in the debt service line. What we had predicted because we haven't borrowed the bonds yet um, to um, calculate that rate. I increased it by 3.34 cents. Um, but if you remember from the referendum, the rate's actually going down because we're paying off that debt faster than we're borrowing. Um, so because we had said to the taxpayers during the referendum, your taxes the first year will go up 3.34 cents, which equates to $7.59 approximately. Um, what my calculation for option B and C is, is to take the rate from last year, increase it solely by what we told them it would increase, which is the $7. But because the rate on the debt service side is decreasing, you'll see that 0.191 in the change. We're going to take the rest of it, the balance of that 3.34 cents and put it to tuition. So we're using it for something it's not supposed to be used for? Not, that's not how it's allocated, basically, um, because it is an estimate. So even the debt service rate is an estimate. They're all estimates based on expected expenditures. That, that would make me feel a little uncomfortable. Um, I don't think that's truly transparent to the property owner. The intent of re or passing the referendum in my eyes, and I think most of the community's eyes, was to go towards a new building, a new facility. Um, just because we told them a different tax rate, uh, I, I think that's a little confusing and uh, that's not real transparent to the public eye think all of that referendum money could be used for what it was voted on. Uh, my fear is you start dipping into that pot to spend it in another pot somewhere down the way in construction, which cost is going to keep on increasing in construction. We're probably going to come up short at some point in time in this cost of construction. So the way the referendum rates were calculated, they were based on an estimate of 5% interest on the bonds. Um, so, and we anticipate based on the most recent state borrowing of bonds that the interest rates will be lower. 
Um, but basically status quo is to estimate 5% because you don't know um, because the bonds you know, aren't borrowed at the time that the referendum is passed. Um, so that was an estimate. And when, it, when the, the funds are collected, they go in the different buckets. So they're not, it's not that we're going to use debt service money for tuition. It would come in as tuition money. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna disagree. I'm gonna disagree. That money wasn't voted on for this, and to to say it's an and, and I, I'm not being this is not a personal it's not personal, uh, but to say to say it is a estimate based on a certain bond, and now bonds are lower. I can also pretty much guarantee you in the five years or more it's going to take to build that building, the cost of construction is going to go up over what it was estimated. And at some point in time, the district is probably going to have to come out of its coffers to pick up additional costs that probably wasn't covered by the referendum. Those costs are going to increase, especially they were already going to increase. Now when you add the economic downfall from this pandemic costs are going to increase even more and in my opinion uh, it's not right to take money that was voted on one thing and spend it on something else if the public found out about that we might as well forget every reputation we've gotten past and that's why I hear public comments all the time the board cannot be trusted because of little tweaks in, in, in wordage or verbiage that we're trying to do now. So if that's the case, I think the only option we would have is to raise the debt service rate, the 1.91 cents um, showing an option B and C not increasing the tuition rate and then lowering the minor cap rate by the 0.48 cents um, because minor cap decreased as i stated earlier um, and using that rate which i can calculate very quickly So that would leave the rate at $3.04.93. That's increasing debt service by the 1.91 cents, not increasing tuition, and decreasing minor cap by 0.48 cents. Let me see if I understand it correctly. The debt service line, is that not just to pay back the bond bills that we borrowed over the years. So that's not discretionary at all. It's black and white principal and interest payments that we owe. So we shouldn't be able to adjust that up or down. It's just what the bond bills were voted on. Is that correct? 
It is. Um, again, it's basically an estimate. You take the balance in your account. You There is an attorney general's opinion on how much funds you can have in that account to go forward. You have to have a certain amount um, to cover your July throughout, like your um, remaining balance at 630 should be enough to cover your July through October payments. But you can't have more than, I think it's 1.1, like 110% of your total next year um, principal and interest payments. Um, so basically what you're doing is taking your carryover balance, making sure it's within those limits and calculating that. So it's not super straightforward. It's not saying, oh, my, my payments next year are $1 million, so I'm gonna have a zero balance at 630. I'm only gonna collect $1 million. It, because of the timing differences and when the principal and interest payments are due versus when the tax receipts come in. And when bond bills are issued, they're issued at a fixed interest rate, correct? That they're not a variable rate. Correct. Therefore, we should be able to calculate to the penny exactly the payments year after year. So that should not fluctuate again until we have another need referendum bond bill issued. Correct, other than we're paying off the principal, so the rate's gonna lower each year as your interest Correct. It Correct. goes down. Right. You gotta go through that math again with me and how you're coming up to the, uh, the, the 191 on the debt service decreasing of the minor cap 0 0.0048 and not changing tuition. Renee, can you go to page two? Surely. Thank you. Um, so the projected debt service rate would be 19.61 cents um, with a $5 capitation. And that's based on Again, the carryover balance at 630, the principal and interest payments that are due the next year, et cetera. And the little bit of the wiggle room that we're allowed to have in there by law to make sure we can cover all of our payments as we're waiting for tax receipts to come in. Um, and then the tuition, we would leave at the 0.465 from the prior year. And then the minor cap rate is reduced to 3.82 cents because of the reduction in minor cap. So it would be the $2.35 plus the 19.61 cents plus the point, the 46.5 cents plus the 3.82 cents. I'm sorry, I know we're not used to dealing with four decimal points on the on money. Shouldn't the debt service almost be the same as last year, except for any new bond bill principal and interest payments we have for the new high school for this year? Correct, but it's going down at a faster rate. We're borrowing, we're paying off debt faster than we are borrowing. So we're getting old bonds paid off, so they're at the end of their life. Okay, that statement right there, we're paying off faster than we're borrowing, 
yet we're increasing the debt service for next year. Right. So during the referendum, we had predicted it would go up 3.34 cents based got on it, got it. Yep. what we needed. Okay. Yep, got it. Renee, what's on page three? The subsequent pages are the, the calculations. Got it. So, so I'm, 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 I'm dense, so I'm going to go through this again. I'm going to leave current expense at $2.35. Correct. You got debt service this past year at 0.177 also going to increase it by 0 0.0191. Correct. Leaving tuition at 0.465. Correct. Minor cap 0 0.043, but reducing it by 0 0.0048. Correct. Which are we reducing minor cap because we think there'll be less expenditures throughout the year? No, minor cap is specifically in the bond bill. They tell us what the state share is and they tell us what our share is. So our share for that will be about $620,000. Um, so when you take the 95% estimated collection rate, you, you know, for bad debt, um, that works out to be the 0.382. Got it. Two cents. Sorry. Okay. Thank you. Then you're coming with a total of three, three dollars point three point zero four nine three. Correct. Okay, so then where are you getting the money to pay uh, tuition expenses? That will be um, based on previous discussion, a combination of monitoring expenditures, looking at budgets and um, reserves. All right, so I'm going to make a comment here again that's not personal in any, to anybody, it's just a general comment to everybody listening. I've got some concerns because if we'd have passed what was brought up at the last meeting, obviously that was a heck of a lot more than what could have been done because now we're to a point where we didn't need that increase brought at the last meeting. Plus, we don't even need the increase that was gonna be proposed in option two at this meeting and we're back down to zero against of any change. Well, we're trying we're trying to understand the board's perspective, but we have been working really hard not to dip into our reserves. That has been one of Mark's directives to us as we have been working through this. He has been crystal clear with us that until we get to a certain percentage, we cannot dip into our reserves. So what this will mean for us is the initial proposal that was brought to the board was 
a true estimate filling out the sheets that we have to fill out and submit was a true estimate of where where we feel we need to be now when we when it did not pass we went back to the drawing board and 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 I still want to give Tammy credit for looking at things in a way that the district historically has not looked at things so what we can do is we can tighten down the building budgets at the ILC level which will save us not save us it will allow us to have additional money in tuition but this will be dipping into our reserves which previously our directive has been you may not dip into the reserves since the whole thing went down with the audit years ago we have been told we cannot touch the reserves so now that we built the reserves back up and had a conversation with mark and jay after the last board meeting and this makes Tammy very nervous. I'm just going to put it out there. She is, she is way more nervous than she is letting on about dipping into the reserves. But um, in, a, in a perfect world, we would, have, we would pass what option A was. However, we totally get the optics and what, what that looks like to our voters who when the, when our backs are against the wall they do come out and support us um i i disagree with that statement dipping into the reserves we have 12 million in reserves after all this is said and done we will still have 12 million in reserves we're not dipping into it at all now so you instead of putting 1.3 million extra into a reserves maybe we'll only put 900 or 900,000 into reserves extra this year but we've not we've not decreased the reserves at all so utilizing that money differently that normally we, we would allocate to reserves yes i agree all right tammy you had said somewhere back there that we like to have about 10 percent of our money in reserves okay 12 million dollars is 12 million dollars where does that fit into the 10 percent thing though so I would not include um, the capital money in that calculation. Our budget for FY20 was about 190 million, about 30 million of that was the funds for the NS um, new construction. So that leaves about 160. So I think a goal for us over the next you know, several years would be to get to 16 million in reserve um, so you have a good, you know, financial position, especially if there was some emergency, um, you know, or some major, major thing that happens. Um, but, you know, I understand and Mr. Peden's point with that. And if we look back up four years ago, our reserves were basically zero. The previous financial director was shooting off snares saying, warning, warning, hey, state, we don't have enough to pay salaries. In four years, we were able to build up $12 million. As of right now, things can change. I don't see that slowing down with the construction. It will slow down at one point, but not right now. And I can see us getting to 16 million in the next two, three years. Yeah, I think that's a very valid point. Do you predict right now that the 12 million that we have because the big reason to have reserves is basically to make it through the summer. 
Correct. Because okay, we got to have all kinds of stuff. And then it's nice if we have a buck or two left over. What do we need to get through the summer? I think the last time I, I really looked at it was between six and eight million. I, off the top of my head, I think that's a reasonable estimate. Um, the last financial position report that we prepared, which I think was Mar May 31st, maybe, um, or April 30th. I apologize for not knowing off the top of my head. Um, we were we were sitting fine to get through the summer, and that's the that's the purpose of that, you know, so that we are proving to the state that we can make it through the and summer. And that's money left over on top of that. And I'm sorry. Okay, so we get through the summer, but out of twelve million, we still have money left in that that pot to start the new year with. Correct, correct. As the tax um, receipts come in in October, and you know, I have some fear for that just because. We don't know what that's going to look like, and we don't know, we won't know until October. And, you know, hopefully everything will be fine. The majority of people have paid their mortgage escrow, will be able to pay their property tax. I mean, that it may be an unfounded concern, um, but I'm just conservative and I just looking out for all the possible issues that could arise. So, hey, Tammy, on the, Tammy, on the other hand, uh, Previously, Mark had said that the governor had said to us, they didn't want us uh, laying off people, they didn't want them drawing unemployment, and we were having to pay this. When are we, and truthfully, are we anticipating any type of uh, reimbursement for, for this money? And when do we, when are we to expect it? Because that would be going back in, I would assume, and that's dangerous, that that would be extra money that we would have. So from a salary perspective, um, there has been no discussion about any kind of reimbursement. I don't think that is a possibility. Um, but through the Federal CARES Act, we are receiving funds to the, it's about 2.8 or $2.9 million um, that can be used for a list of 12 different topics um, as it relates to the pandemic basically and um, some things like the compensatory services but also cleaning supplies and you know supports and technology and and online learning and those kind of things but as far as salaries I've heard no talk about any kind of reimbursement you know the state paid their side but as far as local funds I've heard so no. in essence if they were not if they were not going to reimburse us for this supposedly comment that was made that said we needed to keep everybody employed, whether they worked a whole time or not, is, is not relevant because basically that's not true. We would have been far better off to put these people on unemployment and let the state take care of it and kept the money that we had for our own use. Am I correct? I don't know how to answer that. <laughs> correct to me. I'm sorry? I said it sounds correct to me, Mrs. Wright. Well, I mean, I'm just asking because I, I feel I can't help but feel that going down the road, whether it be two months from now, four months from now, or six months from now, all this hype up of that, yeah, we're going to get reimbursed, there's the CARES Act, there's this, there's the other, may not come to come into play and we're going to be you know, down the tubes again. 
So our CARES Act application was approved as of today or yesterday. And as soon as the system opens back up, I expect to see those funds in there. Um, but my concern is, again, not knowing what life will look like in September or October or November for that matter. I'm concerned that those funds will be used up rather quickly. And I know this is off the subject because there we're talking about the tuition tax and all that, but I, I, going into that, it's still on a budget, it's a budget item. I think we're going to have to be, personally, I think we're going to have to be more proactive with, with our dealing with staff and, and how it's going to be handled instead of, because if not, we'll find ourselves that 12 million slowly but surely dwindling down uh, because there's no decision made on when school's going to open, what supplies, who's going to buy what supplies. I mean, we've had those meetings every week and it's everything is still up in the air. That's my concern as well. So I personally, again, I think budget wise, we're, we're, whether it was a tuition hike or we did it or we did not, you know, when we say about tightening our belts, I think in more ways than one, we're still going to need to tighten our belts overall not because of the unknown. I, I, I agree with you, um, absolutely. And what the preliminary budget looks like could be completely different from what the final budget looks like for FY 2021 for us. Um, again, depending on what those local tax increase or tax collections look like and what situation we are in as far as returning to school and what services will need to be provided. And Mrs. Wright, in addition to that, Unicount's been backed up to November 13th. So any yes. additional staff that would potentially result from increased numbers, we're gonna have to look at that point based on whether we're remote in, whether do we need that staff, what does that look like? And those are some potential that's what we can look at staff-wise and be very careful in additional staff that's hired post unit count. Correct, and that's also gonna delay our state, the balance of our state funding coming in once unit count is, unit count is certified. And for those of you that um, may not have been involved in discussions um, at a business manager's meeting last week, the state said, do not bury your heads in the sand for fiscal year 2022. Um, between the virus and the financial outlook, they said, you know, it could be bad. It, it may be fine, but as much as 2021 worries me, 2022 is very much more concerning. But hopefully the economy will turn around and we can get back to normal. Discussing right. this. So coming out of this, this particular discussion, I mean, we do have to vote on on what we have here somewhere down the line. Okay, so should the motion then be to go with current expense, debt service, minor cap, and leave tuition alone? That is my new recommendation, yes. Okay. Is that option C? Um, at this point, it's option D, I guess, and not the paper. I apologize. So then what, and so help me again, because I lost my figure. Well, I'm 
I lost it in my head. So then what are we looking to increase the amount by then? It would increase by 1.43 cents. Which equates out to, let's see, 1.3. That's that's only the increase the taxpayers were expecting from the passage of the referendum, correct? Correct. And it even has a minor decrease in it. To me, this is this we can sell to the public. Let's put it that way. It should Tammy, result in about three dollars and twenty-four cents. Tammy, it's do a you, Tammy, do you have on the uh, on the minor cap? That's a that's a state. That's that is a state. I I don't know the proper term. I want to say regulate it, mandate it. I mean. That, that's not our option to decrease that. That's the state doing that, correct? Correct. I don't, I'd have to research it if we had the option to over collect it, if we chose to, you know, if we had projects we wanted to do and we chose to do that. Um, but we have, that is the bare minimum we have to collect in order to use the state minor cap money. Uh, I, I say that, I say that because the public's expecting this, uh, this debt service increase of the 0 0.0191, they're, they're expecting that. The, and I'm not saying to use minor cap to spend it on tuition, because I don't believe in taking from one pot put to another, but I think the future holds that costs are going to go up because of this pandemic and decisions that are made on the government level. And my fear is on even on minor cap, and so I'll speak from a building and grounds chair. Um, I worry the cost to do things under building and grounds is probably going to be more than what is maybe anticipated because things are still looked at as pre-pandemic government response lenses. So if we don't have to lower the minor cap, the public's getting the tax raise that they voted on. And I think you make, if, if we're allowed, we're not doing anything the public isn't expected and they voted on and we've got, make sure plenty of money going into minor cap that uh, again, I just think cost, cost as a result of this economic uh, failure, is going to be astronomical in the next year. And I would be in favor to keep minor cap the same so we don't have to dip into reserves for the added increased costs in building. Personally, I have no issues with that other than is it the legal thing to do? And yeah, that we don't have to run. Yeah, the only question is, are do we have to decrease it? Is that a state mandated thing where it has to be? Or is it just a suggested or calculated, but doesn't have to be? That's there. All right, Tammy, is there a normal ratio of what the state pays? Um, they, in other words, we get a million dollars, let's say in, in cap, they provide 600,000, we provide 400,000. Is that a mandated ratio? 
Um, I would have to do some research on that um, to determine if we can over collect. I, off the top of my head, I wouldn't see why not. Um, because we have to collect the local side in order to get the maximum side that the state is going to provide. Um, so if we over collected, I don't, off the top of my head, I wouldn't think that would be an issue, but I think that would take maybe some research or legal counsel discussion. Yeah, but for that one, we don't have time for right now. So then let's say we did over collect and it turns out that we're not allowed to do it. They would simply take that out of it for next time. Um, I, I would say as long as we're meeting the obligation to the state to match our 40% that we're obligated to, I don't know that there, I don't know if there would be any ramifications because it's, it's local money. And the minor cap, as you know, isn't one that has to be voted on in referendum. Okay. Cause I think Mr. Fritz and Mr. Peden bring up a good point. If we lower it this year, the likelihood is we'd have to raise it again next year, in which case we go through this whole raising exercise one more time. Um, all right, so then not doing that would become option E. Correct. I wish we were all together and had a smart board to work this all up. I, I thought I remembered, and maybe I'm, yeah, I'm, I could be wrong, but I thought I remembered year, several years ago, be, first coming on the board where we were told that you couldn't keep um, excess funds in an account. If it was over a certain amount, it had to be given back. I, I, I do believe. That I, may depend on the type of account. I know there's an attorney general's opinion on <laughs> limits to over collecting on debt service. I know that yeah. for a fact. For the others, um, tuition, I don't think, you know, it's not a set of a rate. So I don't, I'm not aware of any, anything else. There may not be. I, okay. thought, I thought on minor cap, like we had some carryover this past year. Um, I don't, minor cap is not one of those things. And I may be wrong. I certainly may be wrong. Um, minor caps not one of those things that you use it or lose it don't you have three years to use it yeah. or you have to give it right. back you're absolutely right jerry thank you there yes there is an end date on it and you get there really. so we have plenty of projects that we could use the money for so we have two fiscal years to use it um, and we do not get the state portion of that until we have collected enough minor cap funds to match our local. We have to prove to them that we have the, the local side and then they give us the state side, which generally happens toward the end, once we get the November collections, so toward the end of November each year. So that's why you see it kind of flow into the next year um, to get through. But you're still, yeah, but that that's, which works out fine because you're still using some of last year's money in the beginning anyway, before all that money uh, hits. Right. But yeah. Typically there's, you know, ideally, typically there's a carryover. So, yeah. So with Mr. Fritz's proposal, um, that gets us to $3 and 5.41 cents, which is an increase of 
point, I'm sorry, 1.91 cents total. Which is exactly what the referendum passed. Correct. And I'll say this, I won't be on the board next year, but I will be a still a tax paying citizen. And if you come back to me a year further removed from the referendum and need to increase tuition, I got no problem in paying that. And I think that is a lot more palatable to the taxpayers a little bit further removed rather than right in the same year that a referendum was voted on. Understood. Yeah. Okay. So then this becomes option E. I think so, but I've lost a, a little bit of track. So, so if we, we don't have those on there, so we're going to go back and give us a proposal because that's not a proposal that was given. We had an A, B, and C, and now we've gone D and E. So we have to submit this to, and Tammy, correct me if I'm wrong, by July 9th. So I, I don't know, Jay would have to answer. I think we could just have Mr. Fritz make the proposal for what he just said. Right. I think the memo is just probably courtesy, um, so you have it in front of you, but I think a motion for that rate, as we've discussed, um, and then I have a tax warrant that needs to be signed by Mr. Byerly and Dr. Owens um, that gets sent to the county. Well, if we just summarize option E quickly so all the board members fully understand, maybe we could make a motion on that. Um, Renee, I'm gonna send you a document right now Oh, hold on, I have to update it for our latest. 30 seconds. Tammy, is it something you just wanna share? Oh, yes, I can do that. Okay, let me give you, um, there you go. She recalculating another one. Is she recalculating another one? She's putting together. Okay. Okay, if everyone can see that, um, you can see it, correct? Um, yes. Increase it a little bit, Tammy. There you go. So this is what we're looking at. 2.35 for current expense, which remains the same for the 2017 referendum. Um, 0 0.1961 um, for debt service, which is the increase for the capital major capital improvement referendum in February. Um, 0.465 for tuition, which is last year's rate and point zero four three for minor cap which is also last year's rate i like that that is three dollars five point four one cents that's exactly what was sold to the those numbers were really the numbers exactly sold to the public in the referendum yes yeah yeah now to be to be clear um, because I don't want to do something tonight and then it comes back and 
and is an issue after the fact. So to have some, any opportunities now for anybody to uh, say their piece, my understanding is that what was given to us tonight was uh, pro proposals on a discussion. It wasn't, it, it wasn't meant to be the be all end all choices to pick from. Correct. That's how I saw it, Mr. Fritz. Yeah, and I, I wanna thank Tammy and Dr. Brittingham for all their time and research then. It, it doesn't go unnoticed. We greatly appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you, I appreciate that. And yeah, as far as I'm aware, my calculation of the tax rate is solely a recommendation to you all. So until you vote for a solution, it's negotiable. Correct. So I think we would probably need a motion to approve this tax rate. I make a motion that we, so I make a motion that we uh, pass option E, which is keeping current expense at $2.35, debt service at 0.1961, tuition tax rate at the same, no increase at 0.465, and minor cap tax rate the same at 0.043 for a total tax rate of $3.541. Second. Charlie, Mr. you're muted. Mr. Barley, you're muted. I think I unmuted you, Mr. Byerly. We're okay now. Did everyone hear uh, Mr. Fritz's motion? Yes. Okay. All in favor of the motion, say aye. 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 Opposed? No opposed? Motion passes by majority vote. Thank you. Thank you. We, we have one other vote on uh, land acquisition. We need Charlie, a Charlie, before we move on, I appreciate the board's vote. I just want to share a little bit of information. We were worried about raising taxes on the public and speaking to someone from the Milford School District specifically. They raised their tuition tax the same year they passed a referendum. And the quote from this person that's very deeply involved in the Milford School District thought they set back the district and community relationship by 10 years. So I think it was great that this board voted the first tuition tax down and that we looked at it and we're putting out a package that increases nothing more than what the public expected from the referendum. So I know there was a lot of talk and there's a lot of patience and there's a lot of confusion with their last discussion. However, I think it could be one of the one of the uh, most influential votes we've had in a long period of time. So we can move forward. I just want to make sure I double tap that at the end of the vote. Thank you, Charlie. 
If I may, Mr. Layfield, I am a resident of Milford School District and it was 42% that year. And I don't disagree with the assessment that you said from what I've heard from other taxpayers. Right, and actually I wanna thank everybody who didn't vote for it because I, I made my original decision based on the information that we had at the time. And thank goodness more information has come out by having things delayed. And I'm, I'm appreciative of that because it gave me a chance to make a better uh, thought process. So thank you. Any other comments? All in favor of the motion say aye. 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 Opposed? Okay. Motion is unanimous. Thank you. You need to, a motion on the land acquisition? So moved. Okay. Motion made and seconded. Any discussion? All in favor of the motion say aye. 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 Opposed? That is unanimous. And for the business, come before the board, the meetings adjourned. <laughs>